1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So I want to talk a little bit about something that happened uh, that I witnessed last night. As it relates to leadership and pretty much anything we talk about today, Jane Timken's coming in studio, the U.S. Senate candidate at noon. She's running for the right to hopefully succeed Rob Portman as Ohio senator. That's a leadership position. I would broadly define leadership the way that the leadership training that I've taken transformational leadership, I'd highly recommend it to anybody, defines leadership. And the way that leadership is defined in transformational leadership is if you have influence over one person, you're a leader. Now, I don't know anybody who doesn't have influence over one person. If you're a parent, you're a leader. We tend to think of leaders as, I don't know, pastors, as school superintendents, school principals, coaches. But if you're a business owner and you have employees, you're a leader. You're leading your business. And leadership at its best is when leadership is sacrificial. Omar Tarazi, who ran for the 15th House District seat of Mike Carey, uh, that Mike Carey gained in a landslide over um, Allison Russo, thank you, voters in the 15th District. Omar Tarazi caught my eye when he talked about servant leadership. And I thought, now here's a smart guy. He understands that political office is not about power. Political office done right, whether it's city council, and Omar Tarazi serves on the city council in Hilliard, whether it is school board positions, I supported candidates who understood at their core level leadership. Sure, they were anti-CRT, they're anti-social emotional learning, or anti-comprehensive sex education, and you can say, well, that's because of their political beliefs, it's because of their ideology. I think it's because they understand leadership and they understand the consequences of bad leadership as it concerns, well, all people, but particularly young people. I'm very passionate about leadership. I view the platform that I have here on 9890 Answer as an opportunity to lead now I don't mean you know hey I'm putting a movement together and y'all follow me. No, I feel like analyzing the news and helping you gain clarity on what the nefarious mission of the left is, whether that left is embedded in the Olentangy School Board, the Upper Arlington School Board, the city of Columbus mayor's office, the office occupied by Joyce Beatty who represents, theoretically, central Ohio in the U.S. Congress and has the temerity to stand up and pound a podium for affordable housing in Columbus when Joyce Beatty and her late husband Otto Beatty took advantage of sweetheart real estate deals to sell to developers and could well have insisted that the land be used for affordable housing, but that would have gotten into Joyce Beatty's pocketbook, wouldn't it? And we can't have that. So luxury condos were built on the land that Joyce and Otto Beatty owned and could have done something about affordable housing. But now, now, Joyce Beatty wants to stand up in front of you and tell you that she's all about affordable housing. Not her own house. That's priced at $1.2 million in Blacklick, the house she got from a funny business trust that Ohio Dominican owned for one day, the house that Joyce Beatty can't tell you how much they paid for it, but but I'm pretty sure we paid market value because I don't know what anything costs. I don't even know what a car costs, but hey, I can adequately represent the people of Linden and Blacklick and the Hilltop. Joyce Beatty is a horrendous leader. So is Andrew Ginter. Why? Because who do they care about? First and foremost, they care about themselves. Joe Biden views the presidency as the maraschino cherry atop the ice cream sundae of his Life in politics. He wants to crown his life with the achievement of being president of the United States. He doesn't care about keeping your gas prices low or securing the southern border or making sure that our country is safe from foreign and domestic threats. He doesn't care about that. He cares about being remembered as a modern-day FDR or a modern-day LBJ. Is that a sacrificial attitude? Is that an attitude a leader has, an effective leader has? No. No, of course not. Because what's his primary concern? Me. I. You've heard before there's no I in team. There's two in idiot. And bad leaders are idiots. They're not just idiots because they don't serve the people who they are given the privilege of serving. They're idiots because they are all about me, mine, and I. They want it. Joyce Beatty wants the money. Joe Biden wants the money. They want the prominence. They want the power. They want the prestige. Me, 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 me. When if they would take their eyes off themselves and really deeply understand leadership, they would understand that the benefit of leadership The true benefit of effective leadership far exceeds anything personal you get for it. Because you cannot put a price on the difference you make in someone's life. When other people know that you genuinely care about them, that you are genuinely invested in them, Whether it's inconvenient for you, whether it keeps you from getting as many dollars out of your relationship with them as you could get, when they really understand, when a leader really understands that the priceless takeaway of leadership is seeing what you can do for other people, well, then you have arrived at the point where you are maximizing your role as a leader. So last night, the reason I got into the frame of mind to think about this, I went to a banquet where a leader stood up in front of the banquet and recounted a season recently concluded for a sports team. Now, I understand not everybody's in fr- uh, comfortable in front of a crowd like I am. I get. Most people's overwhelming fear is public speaking. So the balky, awkward presence in front of people, I can excuse. What I cannot excuse and what is so disappointing is that this leader stood up in front of this banquet and recounted, here are our first-year players, here are our second-year players, here are our third-year players, here are their awards, here is who made this postseason all-star team, here is who made this postseason all-star team. And this leader spoke for, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes. At no point did this person ever relate even one personal observation or anecdote about any of the girls he coached. I love coaching this player because this player showed improvement in this area. I didn't think this player was capable of whatever, but they showed me they are. At one point in the season, our team couldn't do this, but we did this, and this is how we fixed it, and we accomplished it together. All of those things are things that I've heard at, I don't know, 100 banquets that I've attended over the years for all manner of teams. doesn't mean the team had to win a championship. I've been to plenty of banquets where teams didn't win championships. I've been to plenty of banquets where teams did win championships. I've been to college banquets. I've been to high school banquets. I've never been to a banquet before where the leader didn't make one single observation about the people who had (laughs) toiled under their leadership. And the only explanation I'm left is this leader didn't do that because this leader wasn't attempting to do that. The people he was charged with leading did not matter enough to him to see them as people. They were just... Little 15 to 17-year-old robots moving around into the puzzle to try to recognize whatever he gets out of leading them, which I watched him all season long, and I have no clue why he spent his time doing what he did. And I watched Joe Biden, and I, beyond knowing that he's doing what he's doing as the President of the United States, just to add one more line to his headstone and one more line to his— biography in the National Archives, I don't know why he's the president. I can't find a single altruistic, sacrificial reason why people like Sherrod Brown and AOC and Andrew Ginther and Shannon Harden serve in the offices they serve. I can't. Other than self- And we are doomed, doomed as a country, as a a society, as a world power. We are doomed if we continue to elevate people into positions of leadership for tribal reasons. I'm a Democrat. I've always been a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I've always been a Republican. I'm going to vote for this person because they have an R or a D next to their name. I'm going to vote for them because they have the same race that I do. And I want to make sure that I don't let anybody else get into that office who might look different from me. If we can't get to the point where we find people, and there are people out there, who understand that the reason they do what they do or seek to do what they do, no matter what the office is, no matter what the role is, that it's not. For their own benefit. We are screwed. We are doomed. So. Please. I beg of you. If you are a leader. And you are in that position. Get out. And let somebody else. Do it or attempt to do it. For the right reasons. Because if you're doing it just for you. If you can spend months. In a leadership role. And you can't tell me one thing about any of the people you lead on a personal level. You're a failure. You're an abject failure. I see it at all levels of government. I see it at all levels of society. And sadly, the people who advertise that inadequacy in the most glaring way are the people who hold the highest offices in our city, in our country, And then we wonder why we're in such a bad situation. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989 is our number. It's The Bruce Willey Show. So we will have U.S. Senate candidate Jane Timken in studio at a little bit after noon today. We come out of the break about 12.05. Looking forward to talking to Jane Timken. I want to ask her why she wants to be the senator. Uh, Because I'll find out, you know, a right answer from a leader is they want to serve other people. They want to do things that are transformative in people's lives. Uh, You know, I bang on the governor a fair amount. Um, But years ago, I remember my father uh, spoke very approvingly of Mike DeWine when Mike DeWine represented uh, the district in which we lived in the uh, U.S. Congress. And he did. Good things. His little, uh, his little mobile office would come around to my hometown. My father went down and saw him, had something going on with his veterans benefits. Mike DeWine took care of it. That's what a leader is able to do. And hopefully, um, I've always thought Governor DeWine's pandemic responses came from a good place. You can argue about, well, I disagree with him. Uh, I thought he overreached. I thought he lost touch with the Constitution in his effort to keep Ohioans safe. That's the other thing about being a leader is the lines sometimes can get very blurred between what you want to do, and it can even be out of a good heart. Like I really think Ohioans need to hunker down and not go out and wear a mask and blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. That can be a noble purpose. But is it lawful? Is it constitutional? Because a leader also has to understand and know their limits. Know their limits, and it must never, ever become more important to impose your own personal will on people than to stick with tried and true principles that have made America the great country that it is. Freedom, liberty, pursuit of happiness. We get a lot of people who like to twist those or bend those or conceal what is good and cover it with something that might look good, might look alluring. Ah, but I have to suspend somebody's constitutional rights to get there? Then that's a no. Then that's a no. For instance, uh, I'm dealing with a situation right now, an organization that I have some tie to, some investment in. And I... I choose to believe, I don't know if it's true or not, but I choose to believe that a person in this organization who voiced approval for the Black Lives Matter movement, I choose to believe that they are doing that because they think that, you know, on a surface level, of course, we all agree. Black lives matter. Do black lives matter? Yes, of course, black lives matter. Every life matters. Well, I know that's Black Lives Matter movement doesn't like to hear you say that. So I believe this person is extolling the virtues of the Black Lives Matter movement because they haven't scratched the surface to find out that the Black Lives Matter movement is anti-God, is pro-immorality, is pro-Marxist. All they know is, oh, well, they're trying to foster racial reconciliation. I'm not really sure that is what the Black Lives Matter movement is about. But that's what this person thinks they're about. Well... So you cannot look at something from the outside and say, yeah, it looks good to me. you got to dig into it, find out what it is. Mike DeWine, if Mike DeWine had really dug into what are my business closures and my, what was the phrase he used? Essential businesses. Well, I'll tell you what. I might have a store in the state of Ohio that sells, I don't know, socks. And Mike DeWine might, I think... My store is essential during a pandemic. But if I'm paying the bills with people coming in to buy socks, you doggone well better know that store is pretty essential to me and my family and the people who work there. And so Mike DeWine got in a situation where, as a leader, he thought, this is a good thing. People need to be safe. They need to stay home. I think COVID's dangerous. I'm going to lock the state down. We violated the Constitution doing that. So... That's why it takes special people to be leaders. It's why it takes people who understand it. Hey, you know what? Whatever power I have, there has to be a limit on it. It has to be constitutional. Certainly we see with our president, zero respect. Zero respect for the rule of law. A eviction moratorium? It's not constitutional. Oh, it would really be nice that those people who don't have jobs right now during COVID wouldn't have to pay their rent. I'll be nice for them. Wouldn't be so nice for the landlords who have to make a mortgage payment on that property. Oh, it would be really nice if everybody got vaccinated. Well, maybe everybody doesn't want to get vaccinated. And maybe the Constitution doesn't allow you to tell everybody they have to get vaccinated and cost them their jobs. So the importance of leadership cannot be underscored enough. And you have to really look at people. Are they equipped? Do they understand what their role is? We'll find out. If Jane Timken, U.S. Senate candidate, gets that on a deep level when she joins us in the studio next.
0: Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military.
1: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.